Welcome to Automation Advocates, a show where we will talk about automation, manufacturing, and meet some of the personalities that are involved in the industry and get their perspectives. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy creating. Thanks, and here's the show. All right, welcome to uh, episode one. Previous one was episode zero. Yeah. With a little bit of an abrupt ending there. Um, some uh, Rookie mistakes. Well... Dog malfunction, right? How dare we uh, try to keep him quiet? But he's sitting here next to me. He's got his bone. He is uh, he's chomping away. And we're back talking about the... Uh, Louis available for spokesmanship opportunities. Totally. Yeah. He's, a, he's a pretty dog. Looks like a basset cow, black and white. So I thought it was a Dalmatian with four leg injuries. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reference there, he, he's... He's absolutely black and white, but his legs are, I don't know, let's call them uh, six to eight inches. So he's... Uh, he's a Basset Hound mix, yes. Yeah. He's adorable. But uh, picking up where we left off from episode zero. The cost of automation. Cost of automation. Yeah, and I, I I, made the point there in the ramp up that I think people use automation every day and they there's still, there's still a fear of automation. I think, too, that the definition of automation, and you started to give examples, a washing machine, a dishwasher, you know, we're already using advanced technologies and how we wash clothes and dishes, that's considered automation. And I think right. that's what becomes fearful is that automation, people imagine that picture of automotive where it's robots and there's sparks and there's conveyor belts. It gets a real big investment. And you're like, no, automation can be as simple as using one sensor to count one item come down a conveyor belt. Yep. I think that's where it becomes very overwhelming very quickly if you let it. Yeah, but it also doesn't deliver the, the, the deep deepest you know dream that we all have, if I may be so bold, mm-hmm. which is the complement to the washing machine and dryer. And that is the folding and putting your clothes away robot. You know, if that... Get on that, would if, you? If that thing could happen, I would spend, I would spend a fair amount of money because I'm not going to lie... 20 feet behind you is my dryer, and it's full of my clean clothes. But, but why <laughs> why can we roll the cost of solar power into your house and not roll the cost of that into the house? Because when you buy the house, it usually comes with a washer and dryer. Sure. So why isn't the folding robot in there? I mean, if we're going to have these increases in mortgage prices at these amazing interest rates, let's go all the way. Yeah. Well, and, and have you seen the uh, the... I think I've seen stuff coming out of Japan where it's the two... Uh, little arms up above that'll do your full cooking for you, right? It'll crack your eggs and a co robot. Yeah, but it's like your stove, like it's a stove and a robot combo thing. I'll find the link for it. Um, but you'd say, here's the ingredients that are in my refrigerator, and uh, make me a, a ham and cheese omelet, and I, I don't it does know. it, man. I, I, like I, I think eleven year olds are better. What do you think? Sixteen yeah. year olds even. Even, yeah. If be so bold and give it to a seven But don't give them socks and shoes, right? Yeah. Uphill um, both ways kind of a thing. No, I, you can get there. <laughs> give them a positive work environment. Take away the crap. Yeah. Lifelong skill. Feeding yourself. It's Lead a horse, right? But lead I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because, and this is true in business, right? So 20 years, I've installed piles of machines i don't even want to estimate how many machines i've installed over the course of my career Six thousand. um that seems yeah probably in the hundred plus range 
Um, and every, you know, I used to go to like holidays back home and, and people would be like, man, you, you eliminate jobs, right? And I've, I've had this come up at career fairs and stuff, right? Automation is killing jobs. It's eliminating jobs. And I went, yeah, that's true. But they're the jobs nobody wanted, right? Nobody it's, wants uh, to put up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't want to be done. And, it's a and lot we of go, stuff that doesn't want to be done. Right. We go back to the ergonomics, right? So let's pick on palletizing. So I did one uh, project one time. We were stacking boxes of. Uh, I'm assuming it was flour mix for like biscuits, right? Mm. So this box was let's call it 24 inches by 18 inches by 18 inches. Mm-hmm. Weighed like 45 pounds, mm-hmm. and they'd stack these things. For four feet high, five feet high on a standard 48-inch pallet. Mm-hmm. Who wants to do that every 12 seconds? I've never right? met like, the guy who goes, "I my dad lost his job. Oh, yeah, what did he do? He used to wrap pallets in plastic 10 hours a day. I've never met the guy who cried about that. Right. Because they didn't fire that person. No, they that get absorbed somewhere else. That person got a better else. job. Yeah, upskill. Thank right? you, automation. Right. Put them on your Christmas list. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Automation that PO box four six two. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Just like right, making up random numbers. Yeah, but I I think that's the that's the fear, and you know it's it's evolutionary, right? Like my my great grandparents were farmers right? mm-hmm. in central Wisconsin. They were all farmers, and I don't know what your back, you know. Sure, but. How many people know actual real life farmers today? Mm, well, yeah. we, we, we do, do because, because we I do. buy them. Sure, yeah. sure, but but the quantity has gone way down, right? Like that uh, used to yeah. be. I mean, it's a good example and it's a bad example because everybody wants to know where the food comes from now. At least some some people do. Ignorance but is bliss on that. I one, understand, man. but I mean, they you know they put it on the side of the smoothie shop that I go to, and they say hey, we work with these four farms. So, sure, I mean, sure. I know Jen and 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 Julie down in. Uh, Shreveport, they made my oysters today, you know. Oysters are not my favorite, so we'll, yeah. we'll just keep going past that. But, but I they understand. probably automate the chucking of the oyster. I'd hope so, right? That one less knife hand injury, although it is fun. You ever get a, a, a like a bushel? Is that the correct unit of measure? <laughs> yes, a lot. Yes, a bushel of oysters. Yeah. Is this in a basket? Is it a box? Like, like a wicker basket? Is it? Yeah. And the sun's beating down. Uh, and you're a little warm, but you put your feet in like one of those plastic swimming pools. Okay. And and you, you hand out really sharp looking, but ultimately dull knives. Yeah. And I can't remember what prep like there the is. Hook on the end or something No, crazy. just like a, like a bread knife that isn't serrated. It's about okay. an inch and a half or 30 millimeters tall, thick, if you will, in the blade. And then okay. you, you hold that oyster in your hand and you just... And as Charlie made that motion, picture uh, your your left hand being open with the blade somewhere between your fingers and your thumb, and he made like a rotating slash pushing motion directly <laughs> towards his thumb. Correct. I'm not all, saying there's all, anything all wrong. All safety with this. engineer no nos. <laughs> and and so you know there's a really good opportunity because generally the oyster is wet. Yes. And, um, you know, we're not sharpening the blade. We're, we're rotating and, and a downward motion strike. And we could just cut that thumb, which, by the way, believe your thumb is worth more than your eye in a workman's comp claim. Is it? It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, if it was my left thumb, I think I would trade my left thumb versus an eye. They could short circuit that contact in your right eye and you'd be fine. You'd be cool. Depth perception. That's coming. Maybe. Uh, 
before 25. I think. Really? They're 3D printing eyes right now and putting them in people's faces. That's crazy. Yeah. And they work? I think there's some cursory benefit. Okay. I mean, look how tiny, how many cameras do you got on your phone now? Like six? One. Wow. Yeah. What version? I got the, yeah, I got yeah, the, yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about maybe not, not you, the, the collective you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the people Everyone at just home. right now yeah. just turned their phone over and right. went one, two. Correct. Yeah. So why can't I put, you know, five in a 3D, you know, and the 3D printed uh, silicone, you know, uh, you know, optical and sure. just. Yeah, and, and that gets into the uh, the but electrical this, impulses I mean, of the optic nerve. I mean, right? you know, that just this the is thumb woo-hoo. dexterity. Yeah, yes. thumb dexterity. Just run your thumb between all your four fingers if you're so fortunate, or maybe you've got you know five. But hey, touch them all individually in series or parallel or trumpet like. Or just hold this amazing can of Correct. amazingness. I mean, here. I mean, what's his name? Segway, Dean. Uh, Dean Kamen. Yeah, yep. he's got that figured out. He's got the thumb replacement, hand arm thing. I mean, there's a great example of automation eliminating the crap work. Hey, how about we get rid of the crap work where we have to hold somebody's hand literally for the next 40 years of their life because they went and gave a portion of their life to go run around a terrible place of the world where we thought we were going to, you know, grab some resources because one guy said another dab, you know, bad thing, you know. And then they have to come back without an arm. And Dean, thank you, Dean, inspirational, made it so that you can have an arm again. And that's automation. And so, you know, washing machine to arm replacement, quite a spectrum. So I know a guy working out. It's the ARMI facility out east. In New Hampshire? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go. So I know a guy that's working on some of the equipment out there. Maybe we'll try to get... Uh, oh, let's do it. We'll, we'll get some clearance yeah. with my buddy Jim. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Throw the hook in the water, would you please? We'll, uh, we'll try to get a hold of you and see what we're allowed to talk about and what we're not. But it's super, super wild, right? And mm-hmm. you start seeing you know, what, what we can grow, what's possible. And that's, yeah, it's a deep topic, right? Totally is. I, I was totally going to segue down. But that's into, the cost of automation, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's somebody's life. And they want the autonomy to eat a bowl of cereal. And, you know, darn it, they should. For they sure. They flipping should. And, they, you know, at the same time, you shouldn't have to box that pallet of cereal to get it to the store. Right. Correct. And full circle back to the dishwasher machine, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've got other things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, lawn mowing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who wakes up. Well, I do. I know one guy who really likes mowing his lawn, but he's got his giant tractor and he yeah, it, it's a Life party goals. for him. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Absolutely. no one, no one wakes up going, "Man, I want to mow the lawn for ninety minutes twice a week." But it's got um, two cup holders. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but it goes to show the definition of automation is so very, very broad, and covers everything from home to work. But then to get back to Charlie's point, how do we talk about the fear of automation that prohibits a lot of people from even wanting to be crazy and invent how to create arms for people? Sure. But I mean, there's 10, I'm sure that, I mean, you know, if this was a call-in show, I bet we could back up a, oh, a yeah. whole spectrum of, oh, automation cut off my brother's arm. I get it. Yep. Yep. This is, you know, should well, have built a safety fence. So... So that's an interesting topic, and, and it's on our list. So we do have a, an actual list of things we intend to talk about. So it's not like we're just completely ad hoc for steering this the ship. All of the time. Now, that's Sarah's job normally. Yes, steering the, um, yep. But for one time, I played the adult in the room. 
Yeah. Um, but Brains, I think collaborative robots is going to be an interesting space that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of safety fences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you from experience, uh, the people that get hurt by automation, most of the time, maintenance and engineering and setup technicians, right? Totally. Because you're doing things that are outside of the normal operating procedure. Um, Read the manual. Yeah, right. And and sometimes experience, right? So I've got a, you know, I, I've heard stories of, hey, we were changing out on a on a stamping press, right? We were changing the die out. So the young kid and the, the, the journeyman show up to change this thing out. And the journeyman says, hey, I forgot something. I'll be right back. Don't touch anything. Only to come back and find that the top die has fallen on the, the, the kid. That, right? Which... Crazy tragic, but that's where it happens, right? It's not... Should have handcuffed him to his hip, brought him with him. Right? Don't touch anything, right? Everybody needs a few extra steps on that wrist counter, man, you know? Yeah, I'm... How are you doing today? uh, 990. Yeah, 11,000 before you woke up. What's up? (laughs) How are you doing? What time was that at? It's just a normal 6 a.m. run. Yeah, definitely before I woke up. Every Friday. (laughs) As close to religion as I get. Yeah, so... Um, but, but it's interesting, right? And that's where I think we talk about, you know, the, the safety aspect of it. And it's, you know, the easy part is parts moving, right? Things that move, you go, Ooh, safety, safety, safety. Yeah. Um, but just as important, the load on load of things, right? Like my dad worked in a machine shop and, you know, at age 60, he's lifting, you know, 30 pound parts and yep, he can do it. He's, he's active. He was fine. Um, Really, that's hard on you, right? It's hard to lift those. But we can do an exoskeleton. We can do a oh, robotic those are so arm, cool. aren't they? right? And so there's there's a great example of the cost of automation. It's like, hmm, what are we automating? We're automating the exertion of force on a human body. Exactly. Yep. Like, holy cow! And you can be as simple as an overhand overhand lift uh, assist. Yeah, yeah. You know. With a corresponding joystick at scale, the little A frame. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. It basically, for those at home, it's a, uh, uh, or those on your treadmill, car, uh, rower, maybe you're <laughs> paragliding. If I may be so bold, snowboarding. Yes, but it's a joystick that has essentially either a mechanical linkage or an electrical linkage that then mimics the movement of the operator to then lift that thirty pound. Yep. Right, because why do you need to lift thirty pounds eight hundred times? Right, you mean, I'm not. I mean, this isn't a CrossFit exercise. We're not no. doing that for ten hours, friend. But I think you know that's a different topic. We'll uh, we'll have to get into another day. It's but just it's kind a of cost, the health ramifications, a, exactly. Of it, right, exactly. Like, that's I, a cost consideration. I, I I will say over the last two years, my dry cleaner shrunk my dress pants. I mean, we we've been sitting at our desks, and I I don't know what happened, but my pants got small. Hmm. I my dartiner didn't charge me rent. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't used my suit since I'd flown to Europe, and so it was there for fifteen months. Did you really leave it there? Oh yeah. Oh man. She even goes. She looks at the receipt. She that the ink had died, oh, no. like a slow, painful death. It's like an artifact, and she's like, "This has been here a long time." And I'm like, "Yeah, do I owe you for rent?" And she just giggled and uh, walked away. 15 bucks. Pretty good deal if you think about it. I was going to say. I mean, yeah. if I told you, Sarah, <laughs> I will give you 
four hangers for $40, and you can store <laughs> your stuff with me, and I'll keep it dry, clean, clean, and temperature controlled for 15 months. You can, can you even pay rent for that? I was going to say, that's cheaper big, than going to my closet. Yeah. I'm right? outsourcing that now. Yeah. For sure. That's so a bit extreme on automation. Just a bit, but Troy's got his minivan here. I'm sure you could help load that up as he... But it's not climate controlled all the time, so... Yeah. What do you need? It's more about moisture. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Throw, throw some of those big desiccant pillows I was just thinking the same thing, right? The things that don't, don't eat those. Right. Those. Speaking well, of that... that that's a local company. We're, uh, we're going to take a quick break here and head off to the, uh, the commercial land. And this episode is brought to you by, well, me. In the event you'd like to join the show as a guest or a sponsor, feel free to email us at automationadvocates at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to it. You need to, you need to give us an example of your favorite Favorite savings, Sarah. Because, you know, we've, we've traveled uh, our little timelines. Favorite savings. Uh, in terms of what you've, what you've witnessed in terms of where the cost of automation has been calculated and, and, and served a purpose. Pretty please. Oh, now you have to have me thinking here. I'll just put you on the spot. You're a right? professional, though. Yeah. Professional? All right, don't you professionally tell stories about products for a living? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, so actually. tell a story about an example of how your products uh, made work suck less. Work suck less. Yeah, I like that. I'm trying to think of how I can talk about it without naming names. Of Generalities. Of machine builders. Do I need to go guard the smoke detector? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. In reference to the, the smoke coming out my ears as I'm really thinking about it. Oh, I didn't. I thought he was talking about how we were being listened in <laughs> by some NGO, OSI, no. and you were being spied on. I don't have any smart speaker devices within uh, six feet of your head. Definitely not. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's the tinfoil for. Or is it aluminum? Uh, I like aluminum. Aluminum, yeah. Why did it get called tinfoil? I have no idea. That'd be another footnote for us to, to I, look to I'm dig into. Look that up. Yeah. Had to look that Curious. one up. No, where I've seen it, that like you said the, the products that I've helped take to market over the years to provide the automation. You kind of started to hit the nail on the head when you're talking about you know sensors counting items coming down, but they, there we have data we can get out of our products now, or more data out of certain products. Um, that allow better decisions to be made so that when they are making their machines or the machines are making items, like you think you started to talk about, whether it be cheese or, you know, um, car parts, that data coming back helps make the automation better. And by that, I mean, if I know on the first half of my process, I only have, you men, you know, a cup example, 10 cups coming down, but in the second half, I only made eight lids. Well, math tells me that's not right. Mm-hmm. So if I can get that all streamlined and get all the data back effectively, mm -hmm. then I went from making 10 cups very painfully to now 20 cups with lids foom, out the door. Mm -hmm. So that's where I've seen the products that we've all been a part of through our careers help others automate more better is getting that data back. But that um, also with that resolution then, like 
in my opinion, the the jump happens when you take that data and you get to offer a better product. Like you yes. can customize it. Right? Correct. Now I, mean, I want a tie-dyed version of my cup, and then the one right behind me is polka dots. And yeah. why shouldn't it be? Right. Did, well, which leads into a sure, another topic. I think is on our future list is the. Why did you phrase it, Justin? The customization, the the skew of you. Oh yes, the me right. market. Yeah, me yeah, market. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. which we'll get there. But I think that's another benefit of automation. You can now do the customization. And in our last episode, we really started to talk about if I can automate seventy five percent or the base of what I'm trying to provide from a coffee cup to say a burger, and then I can customize the color. I can customize putting my name on it or customize without tomatoes. Because we all know Justin hates tomatoes. Um, They're fruit, man. It's you'll be fine. Fruit. It's not really a taste, kind of. But I mean, if you distill them down into ketchup or salsa, I'm golden. Go check yeah. out Sabim's roasted tomato recipe. You, you might actually like that one. Um, but I think again, we we talked about how how do you capture those benefits of automation when you're doing your calculations, right? That customization comes into it, which leads back to the better customer experience. You know, um, it, it really, I think it comes down to just leadership and, and decision making. It does. Like, oh, well, we lack the vision or we don't want to spend our money on that or. That fear. You sort yeah. of talk about that fear or the uncertainty. What if it doesn't work? Right. It's never it been work? built before. Yeah. We don't know. We didn't come up with it. Right. That's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> But but now that you have the idea of the definition of automation can be something, like you said, dishwashers. We do a lot of automation that we just unconsciously do. I load a dishwasher, I put in the soap pod, and I push the button. Everybody's automated the thermostat now. Thermostat, right? right? I can dial in for my phone and turn lights on and off and a thermostat up and down. Fancy. Fancy, but I don't have a fear of that. I just do it. So yeah, but you're yeah. hip. I mean, I, well, I try. I try. My son doesn't think so, but I think he's also just because he's I think he's biologically told that. To he's yeah, him. yeah. It's that's a whole other discussion right there. Yeah. What it, you're automating, but if, as a decision maker, if automation doesn't become as scary, and if it, instead of it being scary, it becomes fun, it becomes exciting. Let's see safe. how safe. Let's see how someone could lift a box that weighs thirty pounds times eight hundred times a day. Oh, yes. exoskeletons. You know, then that's a different conversation. That's fun and exciting it's not mm, no one's tried that before it wasn't our idea why do we need that we, why do we well, need we've that done it this way for 20 years man yeah yeah how do you get that from fear to exciting yeah i thought you wanted to keep that number in the four figures on days since last injury at this site like isn't that the goal friend yeah. but we've always done it this way i mean the one that i thought the was interesting. momentum our friend and our enemy Right. The, the one thing I was thinking about while we, while you guys were talking about some of the smaller things is like you and I have been up to the uh, the docks on the Superior Shore, right? Yes. Yep, been up there, um, yep. So this is loading taconite, mm-hmm. taconite, which mm-hmm. is used yeah. for steel or making iron steel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an active ingredient. Showing yeah. my ignorance here, it's but okay. it's uh, it's like sugar and cakes, man. It's it's like these giant piles of stuff, right? And and by giant, I'm gonna guess. Football fields. Yeah. Multiple football fields. Like yeah. 200 yards long by 50 yards yeah. wide. Just take Michigan Stadium, fill it with a bunch yes. of dirty, clay brown, metallic looking yeah. rabbit turds. And, and so now you have to go back and forth Thank you. And, and load these boats and these barges and keep them level, right? Because if you dump it all in the front and the nose, it's going to 
And you're going to have problems. And by he means the, <laughs> the, the load is going to be lost and the cost of steel for your, oh. your beam in your garage for the house you're building is going to double in price. Or more. Or more. Because now you've got a down dock because you've got to figure out how to get that boat out of the water too that you just oh, sunk, right? So, so there's a lot of that stuff. But I think about, you know, how was that done before? And it was probably a human With a shovel. running around back, well, even, but po- <laughs> post-shovel, right? Yeah. Well, there's still a lot of shovels there. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I've, I've, still I've, a lot. I've walked around. Shout yeah. out to, to, to Dale. Uh, yeah, I've seen the, the, the innards. Mm-hmm. Man. And, uh yeah, I imagine it's it's just humanity's, um, and this is no insult to the folks that work up there. It's just humanity's, uh, the, a, a giant set of conveyors of taconite is is close to maybe a, a, a local version of how you could walk through your intestines. I mean, it's, there's there's spillage, and we're talking about an unhealthy folk person, you know. And there's just leaky gut kind of, a yeah, thing yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, which is a different health topic. Yeah, we'll exactly. cover well, why wouldn't, day, why right? wouldn't that conveyor start when I had it fully loaded? Well, <laughs> grab that, grab that scoop shovel and get it going again. Right. And you have to pile it right there. Right. You know, they don't know how many, but they do. They could, they could, they, could. they should. I bet they, they should. Mm-hmm. Well, and wasn't, they know it? how much a train car weighs. Yeah. And, you know? and weren't you and I up there one time? And you Scale have to, manufacturers are a very innovative group. Yeah. So you're measuring because they had to measure the weight based on the depth we were, of the water. Yep. The water line under yep, the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going around the UP, yep, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. The shallowest part of the uh, Greater Lakes there's there. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. crazy. Yep. So for those of you uh, less geographically inclined about Minnesota, we're north of Duluth in a town called Two Harbors, and then we're going to take a. A big old boat, I'm guessing three, four hundred feet, uh, stern to bow. Easy, yeah. I was gonna say closer to six, eight hundred, yeah. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna float around from two harbors to Gary, Indiana, and your other favorite uh, southern Lake Michigan ports of entry. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna make steel and other great things, right? Bicycles. Put in your car, bicycles. If yeah. we made them in America, which and we're going to, we're going we're gonna to make them in America. We'll get there. We'll it's, get there. It's going to happen. It'll happen. But back to your point, though, Justin, too, even that's been automated from what it was, loading taconite onto barges. Because of safety. Because of safety. Right. It's still a lot of hand-holding, though. Yeah. And, and those folks, they work their tails off. They work in they some really of the do. coldest, gnarliest environments, you know, at the weirdest hours. Because those boats come when they please. Right. Right. And you've got the dust, right? I think about like, or, or loading grain, right? Yeah. Like how would you. One I of the most about, dangerous things you can do. Yeah. And you're, lo- you're looking into this boat, this barge, right? How do you know how deep it is? I have no idea because there's dust everywhere. I can't mm-hmm. see where the load is. I don't mm-hmm. know where the bottom is. Like, you have to automate. Mm-hmm. Um, super simple one that we. To think Lewis about. Is hungry. Yeah, he's chewing on his. Yeah, he's he's super excited about shoe. this. So that's what that scraping noise is. The background is literally scraping. doing his job. Yeah, I think he's just whittling his legs a little shorter. <laughs> In the attempt to keep him from barking, I brought him a uh, a chew, and he has uh, some terrible cheese. If that's what you're calling it. Yeah, it's like hardened cheese for dogs, and he is loving cheese. it by the way, loudly in the background. So my apologies, but he's not working. So. But was it mass produced in America, or was it? Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the label. I just knew it was safe and 
ingestible. See, safety totally. for pets and ingestible for him. Consistent results. Yes. Lab certified. Exactly. He's not upset about it. So. No, he quite, he quite enjoys yeah. them. I think he's winning. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So yeah, I I think that's 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 the that's the game, and I th- I think uh, folks should just you know uh, do something that scares you every day. I believe uh, a Roosevelt said that, and uh, I I just I'm sure for every great example that we've we've uh, expressed today, there's 15 that have been terrible examples of automation, um, but we only get better if we do it. And um, it's a practice, um, you know, if I may be so bold and make the analogy, uh, to continually develop that. And that automation only improves everybody's outcome. Without a doubt. And there's lessons learned, right? It, it, and, and full disclosure, it doesn't always work right the first time. Nope. Mm-mm. Right? Nope. So it's, uh, it's learning is earning. iterative and, uh, yeah. Bingo. And out the door, you get uh, you get the good stuff, right? It's it's well, it gives you time. I mean, think of all the think of all the benefits we've had because for the longest time, washing clothes was considered a role of the the female in the household, and now we uh, go all the way to having the ability for uh, a comparative learning experience for both males and females, and better outcomes and better opportunities because you don't have to wash clothes. Correct. And so we are. You know, imagine if let's go to the multiverse where washing machines were invented a hundred years prior. How much further do we advance as a society because women are that much more able to do other things? Sure, time, right? I mean, exactly. it's, it's cost time. of automation, right? Bingo, right? Correct. Lots of benefit, right? Automate that wash machine. I like it. I like it. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to close out episode one, mm-hmm. and. Uh, We'll be back with a good time. Really time. enjoy you too. No, thank you. A lot you. of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope somebody else gives a rat's meow. But this right. is, this has been fun. I mean, and and you can say whatever you want. I mean, you're, you're good. It's, we, I know it's the internet. In a safe space. I know it's here, the but, internet. But uh, I appreciate the uh, the conscious catch there. Hey, you never know. You never know, right? All right. On that note, one. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll see Until you next, next time. time. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed your time with us, please like and subscribe. Keep the letters coming to automationadvocates at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. The opinions in this show are ours and not representative of our employers. While normally polished, occasionally we might slide off the rails and into the ditch. Forgive us for that one.